pressing the button now. Boop. All right. I believe we are live. The button, the button has been pressed. What is going on, everybody? This is Randall Thor 19 the man with the million, back again with another episode of the Xbox 2 Podcast. And with me, as always, the venerable Jez Corden of Windows Central. What's going on, man? sure what venerable means which is bad considering a professional writer does it mean overly warm and dying due to a heat wave i think i think it, it could possibly mean that it, it really could let's just pretend it means that because right now i am venerabling my balls off frankly <laughs> it's so hot man i can't take it how do people live how do people live with this like like, okay, in Europe, it's like this for maybe a few weeks. How do people live like this permanently when it's like they live near the equator or something? I just I just can't. I can't deal with it. I'm, di- I'm literally dying. Well, here, what's man. the, t- what's the temperature dying. right now? Um, and don't give it to see. me in Celsius. Give it to me in the standard Fahrenheit. Okay, okay. It says it's 75 Fahrenheit outside, but it's been about 90 all day. And it's like, it's 9pm now, so it's cooled down a bit. However, because of all the technology I have rocking in this room, it just becomes, it becomes like a sauna. Like, and I have no air conditioning. I have a tiny desk fan, which you may hear on the mic. I hope not, but if the mic's picking it up, I apologize. But I have no choice because if I turn the microphone, if I turn the fan off, I will literally die. I will literally expire. And you don't want me to die on your podcast, man. No. That'll be like... That, we definitely yeah, don't want you to die. The algorithm. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I mean, you'll, maybe you'll get, a, you'll get a strike for that. Probably, actually, you know, that might be good. That that you know, controversy, drama, people will be tuning in and oh, be yeah, like, "Wait a minute, be. does that the judge just die there?" It, constantly <laughs> replaying that section. It, it probably would well, be our, our biggest podcast yet. Yeah, true. But I think Google might ban you, though. Maybe I don't know. Ooh, what was that? That was my phone. Hang on a sec. Uh, Jazz is taking a call, everybody. Live on air. I'm I'm not taking a call. I'm sorry about that. Ah, doing it live. Doing it live. Doing it live. Professional podcast. Space Dovican says it's 104 degrees in Texas right now, and it's a uh, nice warm 82 degrees here in Chicago, but we still have the air conditioning on. So. Yeah, I I want air conditioning so bad. I think, like, I say this every year, though. I say this every year. When there's, like, a heat wave, and I, I say, right, next year, I'm getting air conditioning. And I never do it. I never do it. <laughs> Flame says... Uh, every uh, d- year. Flame says, don't die, Jazz. Who will run the Xbox 2 if you do? That's right. Remember, this is your show, after all. This is Jazz Corden's yeah, The Xbox 2 Podcast. And a plus guest. <laughs> plus plus guest, Randall Thor 19 on Randall Thor 19s YouTube channel. But... It's really yours. Plus chopped liver. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the host. It's ours. It's the two, the, the the Xbox two. It's not the Xbox one plus one. It's the Xbox two. With me and my good buddy Rand talking about all the Xboxy things of the week. And sweating while doing so. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is hot, isn't it? August usually ends up being like that, but like Xcoin says, damn it, Jez, get air conditioning. 
Yes, yes, I I will definitely, maybe, probably not get air conditioning, but I will survive with my fan. And I also have like I also you know those little spray bottles you spray plants with. I've mm-hmm. been I've been spraying myself in the face with that. That's that's how that's that's the point I'm at right now. I'm watering myself like a cactus. Yeah, what was your tweet? You're oh. like, uh, tell me uh, you don't have air conditioning without telling me you don't have air conditioning. It was like a fan with like <laughs> yeah. water or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. But we do have a hot show t- for everybody. Huh? You like that? It's pretty good. Professional podcasting oh. right there. I mean, there's actually a, nice segue. A, a bunch of news here that uh, we got to get to, we got to talk about. So if you guys, while we'll wait for everybody to join in here, uh, Naru says Randall Thor, the unknown friend of Jez, uh, make sure you guys hit the like button and please share this out on YouTube because it's weird. YouTube said this podcast wasn't going live for another hour, uh, but I said it for the right time. So I don't know, is YouTube out there to like, screw with us jazz not 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 telling people that we're actually going to be live when we're live you gotta love youtube when they do that like youtube has one job right it's like when you upload a video or when you go live they're supposed to send notifications out to everybody who's a subscriber well put the game put the actual video in the subscription box and anybody who is you know has their note the bell icon basically clicked on they're supposed to send out notifications, but most of the time they find out that they really don't do their freaking job. You know? <laughs> Alas, it is the, the folly of the al- the venerable algorithm. Well, I don't think it's, that, that's the algorithm. That's just you, YouTube being YouTube. Uh, Space Dovican wants to know if our air conditioning's legal in Europe. I mean, I don't see why they would be... Uh, Illegal? Wait, what? He wanted to know if ACs are illegal or legal in Europe. Uh, Gunstar says you have you have been an hour earlier than usual recently. Yeah, well, that's a, this is the new podcast time for now. While Jez is in Germany, uh, Jez wanted to start the show an hour earlier than usual, right? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's just it's just time zone thing. Like if we do it like an hour later than. I'm like super, super tired by the end of the show. It's just because I've moved an hour. Um, and it's like, you know, if, I, if I'm podcasting any later, I'll be so tired and it'll be just low, low energy show. And that's not fun. For, I'm sorry for the inconvenience, but it's a problem with doing the show live. Like if we did it, if we did like a pre-recording and then put it on the channel afterwards, after the fact, like um, we could record whenever, but oh well. Oh well. Uh, so, when I go back to England, we can we can move it around again, or keep it as it is. I don't know. Yeah, we tend to move things around. You know, we could have done the show tomorrow. I asked you what day you wanted to do it, and you said today. So today is the day. Today's the day. I can't do it tomorrow, so we have to do it today. Today. Um. So yeah, uh, I want to talk about uh, the games we've been playing quickly before we get into these uh, massive list of topics that we need to get to quickly because. Jez is basically melting as he's sitting on his uh, computer chair in front of his Xbox. <laughs> Play- what are you playing right now? Because you're always usually playing something. I don't know if I can say what I'm playing right now. Oh, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm I'm not playing anything right now. I'm actually not playing any game right now because I've had to like 
like I say, I'm I'm melting. I've fully turned off my Xbox, like even turned it off standby to try and reduce the amount of electricity generating heat in this room. Because even in standby mode, the Xbox is like pretty toasty at the best of times. So right now I'm running on minimal electricity mode. So I'm not playing anything. But I've played a lot of games this week, um, which we'll get into in a bit, I guess. Yeah. So uh, what have you been playing, Jez? I have been playing Hades. Oh, right. On so have I. I mean, but not on Xcloud. Oh, you've been playing on Xcloud, though. Mm-hmm. So you have a different, uh, maybe a, a different experience than, than me. I'm playing it natively on the Series X. What are your thoughts on uh, Hades? You know, this this was a game that everybody seemed to love last year. Uh, came out on the Switch and the PC. One indie game of the year at the Keeleys, and um, yeah, was was like the darling game of last year, and it's finally out on Xbox. It's on PlayStation. It's in Game Pass on day one. Does it live up to the hype, Jez? I, I want to. I, I think I, I take that bang as a yes. Know, it does I'm live up to the hype. Issues. Hmm. Uh oh, did we lose Jazz? Anyways, well, I guess uh, I will go first and talk about Hades. Uh, I've been playing it all week. I've been playing it since Monday, and I'm gonna preface this by saying I was originally kind of upset last year that Ori in the Will of the Wisp didn't get nominated for Game of the Year, and it didn't win Indie Game of the Year. If you guys recall, I love Ori, and it was one of my favorite games of last year. I think it's a masterpiece, right? <laughs> yeah, like, Jez literally just died, and uh, tell oh. everyone that was back. <laughs> you okay there? Sorry, man. Uh, this is what I get for relying on Bluetooth bloody headphones, man. Okay, I've, I've, I've never switched to my Astros. Oh, God, I hate Bluetooth so much. I'm in a frustrated mood now because now I'm hot and now I'm irritated because of stupid Bluetooth. Sorry, Rand. It's okay. What was you saying? I was saying, Rand. does does Hades live up to all the hype that preceded it going back to next year, going back to last year when it won, you know, Indie Game of the Year, when it was nominated for Game of the Year, when it was the darling 94 on Metacritic or 93, whatever it was. Does it live up to all that hype? finally coming over to xbox playstation game pass and all that stuff how do you feel about that? well i played it already oh because wow. i have it on the platform so you know it's not it's not a totally new experience for me is it a new experience for you do you never yes. play it I, this is the first time i playing it yeah ah okay well maybe it's best you answer that Ooh. question does it live up to your hype you does know it live up to the because it's not it's not a first time for me i'm not a hades virgin Okay, okay, that's fair enough. So, yeah, I'll answer this question. So, like I said, I've been playing it since Monday. I was... And I kind of wanted to say, like, I wanted Ori to win Indie Game of the Year. I wanted Ori and the Will of the Wisps to be nominated for Game of the Year last year. And it was Hades that basically was the indie darling that stopped Ori from getting a lot of the recognition that I felt it rightly deserved. You know, I think I think Ori and the Will of Us is a complete masterpiece. And you know me, I don't play anything on the Switch. I don't even have the Switch hooked up anymore. Um, and 
I don't play anything on my PC. And I knew I knew Hades was going to come to Xbox eventually. So I was like, you know, I'm going to wait and see the play in there. But after playing 12 hours of Hades so far, basically the only game I played this entire week, I have to say it does live up to the hype. It does live up to all the praise that everybody gave it. And I'm not somebody who really enjoys a lot of diff- a lot of roguelikes out there. But this game is something else. Like Jonas says in the chat, he says, Oh, Jez, Jez is hot and bothered and Hades rocks. Hades does indeed rock. Um, I'm having a blast playing it. It looks great, especially in 4K on the OLED, all blown up to 65 inches. It controls really well at 60 frames. But I love the uh, like Greek mythology. Like I'm a big, big fan of Greek mythology. So seeing all the Olympians talk to you uh, with this overarching story, like it really, it's like the only kind of game uh, roguelike where it's basically you go, I don't know, it, it's it's tough to describe, but like most roguelikes, there's no overarching story. It's all about getting your build and trying to win. But in Hades, it's it's different. Yeah, you're trying to get your build, but... Every run you do isn't a wasted effort. There's a story that plays along about you trying to escape, uh, you know, where you're at. And every single run, you you acquire things like the darkness to make yourself permanently stronger. So it never really felt to me like I was wasting my time like some of the runs I would have in Returnal where it felt like I'm just banging my head into a wall. Like it always felt like I was basically reaching for a goal. Like, whether or not I actually beat a boss, there was always something that I could I could use that I gathered from a playthrough to make myself stronger, right? And everything everything's like, per- I wouldn't say perfect, but incredibly top-notch. The voice acting, the art style, the gameplay, the different weapons, how they all are completely, like, change the gameplay up. Like, you have the sword... And that plays completely differently than, you know, the fist, which is completely different than the bow. And you're kind of, they they kind of want you to use the, those different uh, weapons to fight. Um, I'm, I'm completely in love with this game. Yeah, I probably should have played it last year, but um, how's it playing on xCloud for you? Well, like, I played it last year on... Uh... Did I play on PC or on Switch or both? Can't remember, frankly. I think I'm, I must have played it on PC. I think I got it on Steam or something. But I played it somewhere. I can't even remember where. But I played it a lot. And I think, like you, what what really struck me? I never I never actually finished a run. Um, I moved on to another game. I think. But like, what really struck me about Hades was what you were saying. Essentially, that. Because I'm like you, I don't really play roguelikes often, and I don't really generally like the genre. But because of the overarching story, every and the you know the the randomness, it feels like every run doesn't feel arbitrary. I feel like when you're playing a lot of roguelikes, it just feels like arbitrary, and you get more numbers, and maybe you get more enemies and stuff like that. And but it doesn't really that sense of progress that you get like from a story progression perspective is often missing in a lot of these kind of games i was playing um i recently tried a game that sort of copies hades a little bit called curse of the dead gods i don't know if you saw that Mm -hmm. um it sort of it copies hades a little bit 
Um, it has very similar gameplay, very similar art style, fixed camera perspective and all that. It feels great to play, but it just lacks the narrative. Like, there's no story, which for me is a huge part of what makes Hades so awesome. So, you know, um, definitely try Hades if you, you know, you're sitting on the fence and you, you know, you got a backlog and you're thinking, like, do I really want to add to it? Hades is worth it. And what's great about Hades is too, like, it's got these, like, brief gameplay loops. Like, you can do, you can do, like, a... You can do like a quick five minute area and then just exit out the game and it just saves it just saves the game for you and you can continue straight back from where you were. Which also that fact makes it a great game for XCloud because um I think when you're playing a game on mobile, you, you need to have the ability to like put your phone down and because like if you're commuting or traveling or you know, maybe you you're being a bit not antisocial but like Oftentimes when you're playing on a phone or on another device, you're not like fully immersed in it. You're sort of like, you're doing other things at the same time. Like, for example, if you're on the bus, maybe you have to get off the bus, blah, blah, blah. So like sitting there and playing like a huge narrative game, narratively driven game, like for example, Yakuza. Yakuza works great on xCloud because it's turn-based. But some of those cutscenes are really, really long. And like it's sort of like you get to a, you get into a point where it's like, damn, I need to like I need to reply to this WhatsApp message or something, and or something like that. And it sort of breaks the flow of the game. It doesn't feel very good. But Hades is perfect because it has like these really brief gameplay loops, which makes it a great mobile experience. But not only that, Microsoft worked with Supergiant to add all these like custom touch controls for the game. And I was playing it like. I was just try I was just initially just thinking I'm just gonna try it out for a bit. But I ended up playing it for like an hour on XCloud, which is something I rarely do. Um because a lot of the games just don't work that well on XCloud because either the controls aren't great or the UI is too small and you can't read anything and stuff like that. But this is a really great game on XCloud and also like because of the the recent server upgrades, it was just totally smooth for me. Sixty frames per second no issues with lag, instant dodging, didn't have any issues like avoiding attacks or, you know, deflecting deflecting stuff. It felt basically native. You know, I was super, super impressed with it. And um, I think it's another example, along with Minecraft Dungeons, of a game that can work, work really well on a phone. Whereas, like, a lot of games just don't work well on a phone. Like, I, was, I think we talked about it a bit last week, like... I tried to play Pillars of Eternity on my phone, but like you can't read the fonts, you can't. The controls are so fiddly and complicated, and then like they're overlaid on the screen, so like you know you're putting your thumbs on top of the text and you can't read anything. Like it just it's just an awful experience. It's just terrible. Like Pillars of Eternity just does not work on a phone. It just doesn't work. But Hades really does work on a phone. So. I think that's like it's going to be a big learning learning moment for Microsoft about the kind of games that should be on XCloud for get for streaming, and um, hopefully, like we'll see more of that sort of a focus towards games that make sense on a phone rather than games that like don't make sense on a phone, like you know, big like. I don't think Halo Infinite probably makes sense on a phone even. Um, but then again, loads of people play PUBG and Fortnite on a phone and they're totally happy with it. So maybe I'm just old. But at least in the case of Pillars of Eternity, I don't think Pillars of Eternity works at all on a phone. And there's loads of other games like that that just don't work on a phone. But I was really impressed with it. I love Hades. And the fact that I can play it anywhere with Cloud is just an extra cherry 
on top, complete with cloud saves and all of that good stuff. So yeah, Hades is awesome. Go and play it. Yeah. After I- after the show though. After the show, <laughs> not right now. So um, I've cleared it once. Uh, done one escape attempt. Uh, I think I've. I want to say I've done fourteen total runs. Um, I, I do have to say, and and if you you if you are someone who finds the game difficult because it can be, especially in the beginning, you might like beat your head up against some of the some of the bosses or whatever. But you constantly are getting things to make yourself stronger. They do have a god mode which you can turn on, which I believe. Mm. Every single time you die with God Mode, the next time you play, you take less damage from attacks. And it's all about basically if you just want to enjoy the story or finish the game, God Mode would be for you. So, you know, because I know some people don't like the roguelike aspects. And yes, you can save in Hades. You can save your progress in any room. You can quit out, uh, play a different game, you know, stop for the night. You don't have to leave your system on. You can actually save and come back, which is uh, something, you know, Returnal yeah. was basically blasted for, for not allowing people to save. And around... I mean, that, that was the cool thing, too. Like, I, I could just, like, I could literally just put my phone down, like, or close the app, and I just know that it was saved, which is another great thing about it. Yeah, and a run is, like, I think you... First time I beat the game, uh, which you don't even beat the game because the credits don't even roll... The first time you escape, I think you have to like escape like 10 different times. Uh, but yeah, like my, I think my, my first uh, clear attempt was like 40 minutes. So it's not something that takes a long time to get into. Like when you actually kind of know what's going on and like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take this sword and you get the cool boons. That's the other thing I like about this game is like some other roguelikes, they'll have it where you get these perks or these, these, these things that negatively affect your progress, but like everything you get in Hades is making you more powerful. Like you, 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 you know, like uh, Zeus will give you a boon. Like I'm using a bow and arrow, and it'll basically be like all all my arrow shots are electrified, and then I can get something else from someone else that has it. Uh, you know, basically bounce off three different en- enemies, and then so it's like every single time you go into a room, you have a choice of kind of what room you want to go into next. Do you want the gems? Do you want the darkness? Do you want more health? Do you want help from an Olympian? And then by the time you get to the end, you're just this like super powered quote unquote God with all these different abilities kind of synergized together. And it's like so cool to kind of play through the game uh, with different abilities or different weapons just to see how things change. Um, So, the game is as accessible as you want it to be. If you want to put it on God mode, every single upgrade makes you feel like a god, and it just plays incredibly well. I I love it. If if, if it was a 2021 game, this would probably be right up there with one of my favorites. And now I'd have to like go back and kind of reassess other games from 2020 because it was like for me it was like Ori and Ghost of Tsushima. I'd have to put this game like literally right up there with them. So I am. I can't recommend this game enough. So if you haven't played it, which I'm sure there are people who haven't, make sure you play it on Xbox or PlayStation. You can download it on Game Pass for free if you have it. But I can't recommend it uh, more than I already have, and I know I've kind of been praising it. I really don't think there's anything that glaringly wrong about the game either, Jez, to be honest with you. It's one of the few games where it's like that really doesn't have any drawbacks 
uh, least dr- noticeable drawbacks that a lot of other games have. I'm not saying the game's perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, it's just it's, it's just, just an incredible it's just a game. Pure video game. It's a pure video game. Like pure. everything you want from a video game in condensed, polished gorgeousness. It's a great. It's just a great game. Mm. Great game. Uh, Lucas Augustus wants to say shout out to Randon Jez. Hope that Jez doesn't die from the heat. Phil doesn't need to copy Sony for Xbox to be <laughs> successful. So I figured, you know what? That's probably a good uh, segue. You want to? We'll talk about that. So that's it for the games we're playing. Make sure you play Hades. It's out now on Game Pass and everywhere else. Um, but we're gonna move <clears throat> over to the topics. This might be a shorter show today. Uh, Jez, did you see this whole thing about uh, Phil not copying Sony's blockbuster strategies and all the stuff and all the drama that's <clears throat> basically ensued from it? I did. I didn't really catch some of the fanboy stuff about it because you know, like I've said before, I've got like six thousand people blocked, and Twitter's so much nicer if you do that. But um, <clears throat> you did bring me up to speed a little bit before the show about what's been going on there. Well, well, so for 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 me and those who aren't aware, what exactly went down here? Well, uh, one of your favorite websites, WCCF Tech, um, <laughs> basically took a Games Radar uh, article because I, I believe Phil was interviewed by Games Radar, and he yes. talked about uh, some of the stuff going on, uh, their strategy, things of that nature, and there's a section where he talked about. Uh, not wanting to be or not, not trying to copy someone else's strategy. Right. Um, so he basically said, our strategy is not just to go be like somebody else. I got to push sometimes of where's your version of this or that game. I've been in this industry for a long time and I have a ton of respect for creators on all platforms. And I know many, many of them, but it's good if we're doing something different than what the other platforms are doing. We're not in the business of just trying to create a green version of somebody else's blue or red colored platform. That's not the example of creativity that I want to see in the games industry. And uh, basically, uh, WCCF Tech took that quote and said, Phil Spencer doesn't want to copy Sony's strategy with single player blockbuster games. Which, <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. So you, you get, you get, wow. Uh, so what the hell? Well, you know, you, you gotta get clicks, weirdly man. Weirdly desperate. You gotta get clicks, man. Uh, well, damn. Well, you know, first of all, that's obviously not what Phil Spencer meant by that. Well, um, that, that nobody reads. Nobody reads articles because <clears throat> it's just people see the tweet, they see the headline, and it's go time. It's 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 got to get out my hot take for Twitter. Got to appease my base. Gotta gotta appease all the anti Xbox fans that I make uh, Twitter posts for, and I troll, and I make videos for that Xbox isn't gonna do X, <laughs> Y, or Z. You know what I mean? Gotta gotta get out there. Gotta no. gotta get my voice heard. Gotta troll. Gotta continue to be a dick on Twitter. You know, man. Well, you know, I mean, clickbait is clickbait, isn't it? Obviously, what Phil meant by that was not we don't want blockbuster games because the name of the game is blockbuster games. Obviously they want block. They want their games to be big and popular. Like what, what, 
in what universe wouldn't Microsoft want that? That's like such a ridiculous assertion to make based on what Phil said. I think like, <clears throat> I mean, what what Phil has presented in his strategy is that they want a variety of stuff. They want like, they don't just want to cater to a specific sort of core audience. They want to have simulation games. They want to have casual games. They want to have like, you know, your big license racing games and all that kind of stuff. They want a they want a broad variety of content and a broad variety of endpoints, whereas like maybe Sony focuses entirely on selling the console, um, because that's their business model and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But that whoever wrote that article was very clever because they spun it in such a way to make it sound like what Phil was saying was my way is better and the other way is bad. Like it's an attack or something. So it's a very clever way to clickbait what Phil spe- what Phil said. Um, it's almost it's almost sad how uh, how much like people do that kind of thing. But you know what you're gonna do. This is the internet, right? Um, in any case, I think it's just stupid. I think the whole thing is ridiculous. I mean, I'll give credit to the to the to the author of the article coming up with a very clickable headline like it's a very it's a very uh what would you call it uh incendiary headline it's it's definitely one that's going to get reactions from a lot of different people and it's and yeah okay so it's like you take what he said and sure he's basically saying like he doesn't want to copy anybody else's strategy so the the, the article writer is like well he's not he says he doesn't want to copy sony's blockbuster strategy because that is Sony's strategy, right? But And it plays well to a certain crowd on Twitter. And it gets discussion and probably got them a lot of clicks. But it's not really truthful. I mean, all Phil is saying is that Xbox is going to be its own thing. And it'll have its own identity. They're not interested in just being, just being like, Oh, we're going to just do what PlayStation's doing and do the exact same thing. Like, PlayStation's going to do their thing, Xbox is going to do their thing, Nintendo's going to do their thing. That's basically, like, what he said. It's just that some fans want Xbox to become PlayStation 2. Not not the console, but, like, PlayStation 2 as in, like, they want a version of Uncharted and a version of Last of Us and a version of God of War and a version of, you know, whatever else. And that's not really what they're going to be doing, you know? So it's just like, hey, Xbox is going to do their own thing. And we're not copying and or following in anybody else's footsteps. But, like, the idea that, like, Microsoft isn't going to make blockbuster games is absurd. Yeah, sure. Not every game is going to be AAA blockbuster, you know. You already have stuff like Grounded. Like, Grounded isn't, like, what I would consider a AAA blockbuster game. But... Yeah. Halo Infinite sure is. Forza Horizon 5 sure is. Those are blockbusters, but I guess maybe they're not considered the single-player sad dad narrative blockbuster that a lot of people kind of, uh, you know, expect from the PlayStation side. Well, the sad dad, you know, the the whole (laughs) sad dad meme. You gotta, it's gotta be third person over the shoulder, sad dad, uh, you know, the the whole... I've never heard that before. You've never heard... I mean, chat, I'm sure people in the chat have... uh, have heard that before, the the whole like the whole like sad dad sad. thing, 
but sad day. Yeah, if you don't think if you don't think that Halo Infinite's not a blockbuster, or that Forza isn't, or that Starfield won't be, or that you know Redfield won't be, or like I don't know what Fable or Perfect Dark or any of these other other games like Hellblade Two, like I don't know what you're smoking. It's just that the style of game that Xbox is going to build is going to be different than the style of game that PlayStation and Nintendo build. Like I don't understand what's so difficult for people to. Uh, grasp here, but I understand. It's like it's like saying like like Nintendo doesn't want to make blockbuster games because they're not like 4K, 60 frames with ray tracing or whatever. Well, they're ma- they're they're making like little fun little experiences like that Pokemon cooking game, for example, or the free to play Pokemon MOBA, Pokemon Unite, or whatever. Are those blockbuster games? Not really. But they're they're gonna sell a lot and make a lot of money. Yeah, it's just a different strategy. You know, they're playing to their strengths. Microsoft's gonna play to their strengths as well. Sony can play to their strengths. It's it's fine. It's just people trolling and shock, shock horror. It's just another day in the whole land of clickbait and misrepresenting what was actually said. <sighs> but yeah. Yeah. It is, it is what it is. Shout out to uh, Brap. He says, happy Friday, Randon Jez. Thank you, Brap, for the support, brother. Uh, E.E. Gora says, hey, Jez, I'm moving to Germany next year. I'm assuming I'll be needing a power converter. Will I need any other special equipment for my Xbox Series X and S slash TV? Um, well, I, I, go, I forgo power converters and just get a new figure eight cable that's got the German plug on it. So, because the Xbox, the new Xbox doesn't need a power brick, so you can just plug any cable in there, which is really useful. Yeah. Uh, Rajay Patel says, Hey, Jess, could you please look into the Series 2 controllers being updated for next gen? I've been inquiring for a while, but no clarification from Xbox. Hmm. Yeah. Did they actually say they were going to do that? I don't think so, and I would imagine if they make a Series Three, that'll be the one that's updated for next gen. I can't imagine, I can't imagine them like what making us updating the Series Two just to add a share button. Nah, I think what they're talking about is um, the dynamic latency thingy. Oh, thing. well, well, he says Series Two, so I'm assuming he meant Elite Series Two. Yeah, not just like all Xbox One controllers. Yeah, like to update it to add dynamic oh well yeah i think they said that'll happen sometime well supposed to happen sometime this year so we'll have to wait and see uh tommy says uh rand i don't know how you can co-host a podcast with someone who believes in putting mayonnaise on oreos i know i did see that tweet jazz that was utterly disgusting (laughs) i'm really tempted to try it just 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 for the banter just for the bants well, it might be really nice. You never know. I might discover something just absolutely incredible. You never know. Like half the food we eat makes no sense, really. Like who? Who? First of all, who was the first person that thought, you know what, I'm going to try eating an egg? And then who was the first person that was like, I'm going to try drinking milk out of a cow? And then who was the first person that was like, I'm going to take the milk from the cow and then turn it into cheese? You have to experiment, Rand. That's how we come up with these kind of foods. So maybe mayo and Oreos. No, Maybe it'd be amazing. No, whatever. No, I'm, not, no. I'm not even going to dignify this with a response. I'm not. I'm not in the mood for your mayo bullshit today. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm just well, not in the mood. 
Uh, Trey Duke says, Rand, can you expand on what you said earlier this week about Scalebound possibly making a comeback? Uh, I never, I didn't <laughs> say, I certainly did not say that. Scalebound that was, is 100% dead. Wait, what? I don't that's think. That's got to be a troll. Well, maybe, but maybe, you never know. There's people out there on the internet who'll, you know, who will be like, oh, well, so-and-so said this when they never did it. Uh, I, Scalebound is dead. I don't know why people keep on bringing that game up like it's somehow going to make a comeback. It's dead. Like, get over it. Nope. I, you know, this is mine because I did talk about Scalebound on Defining Duke, which I was the guest on this past week. Shout out to Lord Cognito and Mr. Matty Plays for having me on. They want you on at some point too, Jez. Oh, that would be very nice. That'd be very nice. And then I told them we should do a Defining Duke Xbox 2 crossover at some point. I think that could be super cool. That would be also very super cool. Yeah. Now, I did say on that show that uh, Scalebound was an example of a game that nobody cared about until it was canceled. And Mm. I will die on that hill. I will die on that hill. Like, And I don't mean nobody in the sense... I'm obviously exaggerating when I say nobody. There were people that were interested in Scalebound. But Scalebound and the attention surrounding that game didn't reach a fever pitch until suddenly it was canceled. And everybody was like, that was the game I was going to get an Xbox for. Now there's no reason to get an Xbox. <laughs> I remember like the, the Scalebound threads on Reset Era at the time, or maybe NeoGAF before NeoGAF actually exploded, would be like two, two like uh, uh, pages long, 50 posts. Nobody's interested in it. Most of the discussion was about how horrible it ran, if you remember those early demos and how horrible... Yeah. It's like people are like, man, this this game does not look good whatsoever. Like, what is going on? What is Platinum doing? And then suddenly the game gets canceled, and it's literally 200 pages, and everybody's like, oh my god, Xbox is dying. What are they doing? They they don't know what they're doing over there. Uh, they're going out of business. How could they cancel Scalebound? And rumors about what had happened. And this was the game that was gonna make me get an Xbox. Shut up. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> was interested in Scalebound until it got canceled. Like, I will die on that hill, 100%. Completely fake outrage. You know? It, I um, I actually know more details about Scalebound recently. And oh, one really? day, I will share them, but... Not really? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. A bit, too, a, bit, a bit too spicy to share while I'm still employed. Mm, okay, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I'll, I'll look forward to you telling me after the podcast is over. Because <laughs> I want to know. Um, Harrogate Chani, sorry if I said your name wrong, buddy. He says, Can they really say Xbox doesn't have larger games than Sony? If you look at stats, Xbox wins over PlayStation. Shouldn't the conversation be the other way? I mean, Sony's games sell a lot, and a lot of people still use the metric of sales over everything. Like the number of consoles you sell matters more, or the number of copies of the games you sell matter more. Um, although we're kind of getting into the era of does copies really matter when like the most influential game of this, the most influential and probably the most, the game that made the most money is a game that's free, you know, like people will talk about, you know, this game selling 20 million copies or this game selling 15, but with the games that make the most money, money tend to be the free to play titles. So, and you know, you, there's no, there's no copies sold there. So don't be surprised when Halo Infinite is played by what Jez, 
30 to 40 million people at some point. Or Forza Horizon 5 is played by 30 million people. And there's more people playing it than a lot of these, you know, big blockbuster titles that are sold for $70. Um, It's just a way of... it, it. Honestly, what it is is just console war in a different form. You know? Yes. Somehow, I'm uh, I'm really interested in how Halo Infinite does when it's you know free and stuff. That's uh, that's that's a really unique thing about Halo Infinite that not a lot of people talk about. The fact that the multiplayer component is going to be free. Like, what does that look like? How much of a how much of a threat is that going to be to Fortnite and stuff like that? That's uh, uh, that's really interesting to think about. I'm not sure it's going to be that big of a threat to Fortnite. I mean, I'm sure it it'll definitely give. Halo, the most players it's ever had. No, man. Like, Fortnite's appeal is mainly with children, right? Well, that's kind of like Halo 2, right? Oh, shut up with this. I, I, <laughs> you, uh, I knew you were going to go there. I knew it. Because I'm like, I'm like, yeah, okay, Fortnite's main audience is children, but Halo's old as shit. And then like, they, you just He's had to go the there. Colorf- colorful graphics. The cool, quirky characters like Craig, you know. They just added Superman and all these different skins. Yeah. Like, could... th- think about like all the cool skins you could have in, in Halo. Like you could have like, I don't know, you could have like, you could have Banjo-Kazooie, a suit, a Spartan suit. <laughs> Why not? Why not, man? No, I mean I'm sure. And, and there's there's you reports. Crossovers with Pokemon, man. I've seen I've seen Pokemon. Tom Henderson, the one of the big time leakers out there, saying that a lot of uh, the Halo cosmetics are going to be out there. They're not like I think you said one of them is supposed to be like a snowman or some stuff, something. So it's a free to play game. Oh. So I, I would imagine they're going to have some out there cosmetic skins for people to purchase, and not just strictly like just just like Halo, but. I'm yeah. looking forward to people not being mad about that at all. And well, I'm, not sure, I'm sure they really will be mad. About it. But the point is that the line of the only thing that matters is copies sold of your game is getting blurred. Sure, that may have mattered uh, early in the Xbox One gen and previously, but like now that all these games are free to play and they're the biggest things out there and you got Game Pass and all these different things, it's about players because the more players you have playing your game, the more they're going to spend their money on it. And you have that long revenue tail where, like, those upfront sales for those big blockbuster games tend to dry up as time goes along. And then you got to sell them for 10 bucks, and you're really not making that much money. So it's just, I don't know, it's just people puffing their chest out. Like, oh, this game sold 30 million copies, which means, you know, it's better than this game that sold X amount. Or when someone says, hey, uh, if if Halo reaches 50 million players, they'll say that that statistic is misleading because nobody paid money for it. It's just like, bruh, like when Warzone <laughs> talks about how they have like 100 million players, they're making money hand over fist for Activision. That's the whole point. Like, I don't know. It's kind of dumb. Uh, Sin Vendetta says, the only type of PlayStation game I want on Xbox is Demon's Souls, Bloodborne, from, from Soft Souls like game exclusive to X- Xbox, but that's me. Um, yeah, we're getting uh, what's it called? Oh, what's it called? Elden Ring. We're getting that, right? Uh, yes, you're definitely getting Elden Ring for sure. After that, who knows what uh, who knows what they're doing, right? Be doing some 
There is a rumor, isn't there? Apparently, that they're making some kind of PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, but they, but they, but that rumor has been out there for for quite some time. Uh, I know, I know, Dealer put that out there, and special, special Nick put that out there. But that uh, rumor, basically saying that From Software's next game is a PS5 exclusive, is that's been out there since last year. It's not exactly a new rumor, and it's certainly possible that they do work with them again on a playstation game only uh you know we'll eventually find out uh flame says scalebound died so near auto uh, autotama i always forget how to say near automata automata could live uh rdx that was a worthy trade-off i think Mm. rdx son of fett says i like how stalker 2 the first unreal engine game is a series x exclusive what happened to only possible on ps5 well of course it (laughs) I don't understand that how that whole Unreal Engine thing was like Unreal Engine only on PS5. It was like uh, it's a multiplayer engine, but um, I will say I'm not too convinced now that Stalker Two is going to hit its release date. Yeah, I right right now in this time timeline, I'm not convinced anything's in its launch date until I've got it in my hands. Because, yeah. like, everything's being delayed left, right, and center. What about games that are gold? You know, like, uh, De- uh, Back for Blood just went gold uh, I, two I months think, before think, release? Who knows, man? Who knows? Maybe they'll they'll be go un-gold. Maybe they'll they'll be the first game that ever goes un-gold. Un-gold. Has, yeah. that, has that ever happened? <laughs> Where a game goes gold, and then it, they're just like, oh, oh, crap, we've done something wrong here. Actually, that reminded me of something. This is, this is like, completely off-topic. But did you ever play WWF? WWE or WWF, No Mercy on the Nintendo 64. Hell yeah, I played it on 64. Hell yeah. Well, I had a version of that that was broken. And obviously it was it was back in the day before you could get updates for games. So like my version of No Mercy on the N64, um, the save system just didn't work on it. So I couldn't save any progress. And like when I, when I turned the game off, there was like a 50% chance it would wipe my save files. They fixed it with like a future version of that cartridge, but mine was just broken. So that's an example of a game that went gold. That really shouldn't have gone gold. But, uh, oh, well. Uh, speaking of games that shouldn't have gone gold, that did go gold, where the hell are the Cyberpunk next-gen upgrades? Weren't they supposed to happen? I think they said second half of 2022, which probably means fall. <laughs> you know? Right. Probably means, like, December, November, so they can be, like, they can relaunch the game as a, like a soft relaunch of Cyberpunk, maybe even put it into a subscription service to help get more people to play it. There are more people interested in that game because, geez, they uh, they went through a lot with Cyberpunk. <laughs> they, yes, they, they certainly did. did, and they missed out on so many sales uh, after all. I mean, they sold a lot from the beginning. It was like 13 million copies. And then, you know, it was taken off a of PlayStation Store... And it didn't really seem like anybody was talking about it. So, yeah, they always said to investors that they they saw it as a long tail game, like Witcher, which is you know sold persistently throughout its life. They did up, they did big expansions for it, so more people would buy it. And you know, uh, like Skyrim too, they they saw it in that vein, but it just never happened for some reason. It, it, I mean, um, the next gen pack. I, I, I was talking to Cold about it because he played the game and he really liked it. He doesn't see, like, because I told him I was going to wait for the next-gen patch. And he's just like, I don't really see what's going to be different about the game with the proper next-gen version. The game already runs at 60 frames. 
you know, whatever resolution it's at. It's not like it's going to be significantly improved where it's like a night and day difference. And, you know, maybe he's right. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe he's 100% yeah, maybe. right. But I was also kind of waiting for all the fixes to come, come for the game too because there was a lot of them. I was um, thinking, like, they might try and revamp some stuff as part of a soft reboot or something. Because, like, there are there are some things that really bug me about the game. Like, the gear system is really bad. Like, you can get, like... You can get, like, some armor that looks really cool. But then, like, you you find, like, a pink t-shirt, which has, like, higher stats. Like, the, gear, the itemization in the game is truly awful. Um, that's probably my biggest complaint about it above everything, I think. But, I don't know. I love the game. I love the game at launch. Yeah, Absolutely. I know you love the game. I, re- I remember your review. Um, Lucas says, my theory, Platinum wasted Microsoft's money. That's a secret to Scalebound. They use resources for Microsoft to help their other games. Well, that's definitely... Uh, I've heard people say that uh, online and elsewhere. That's definitely a, a take that people have had. But who knows if that's true? They were working on a lot of games. And Nier Automata did come out. If I if I remember correctly, they announced the release date for Nier Automata, and then like a month later, Scalebound was canceled. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, Jez, we have uh, a couple Xbox events coming up. We got Gamescom on the twenty fourth, and we got QuakeCon next week. And there's talk that there might be a new Xbox game revealed next week at QuakeCon. Potentially uh, a Quake reboot or a Quake remaster. Did you see any of this stuff? I actually heard rumblings about Quake months ago, but I couldn't verify them. So I didn't really take it much further than that. So I just thought it was just another one of those, you know, pie in the sky, I would like this to happen sort of thing, kind of rumor that happens. But it does seem like there's something more to it. Um, but I haven't, I haven't heard anything beyond that. But it certainly sounds interesting, and it does seem like, you know, Quake is a Quake is an iconic brand, even though like Quake Champions didn't really take off and kind of missed the boat with the whole hero shoot thing. Um, I really wanted Quake Champions to come to Xbox and see if it like would help it at all, but I don't know. But yeah, Quake remastered or whatever that sounds pretty cool to me, and um, you know, I hope the rumors turn out to be true i did look at the schedule for QuakeCon, and it didn't seem like there was <clears throat> there was nothing obvious there there was nothing like and and this time there's a game reveal you know kind of thing um but i i'm i'm inclined to believe this rumor well personally. yeah so people so people saw the the schedule for QuakeCon. And one of the panels was a QuakeCon digital welcome and celebrating 25 years of Quake with its software and machine games. And it says, join Pete Hines and Aaron Losey to kick off QuakeCon 2021. <clears throat> Kevin Cloud and Marty Stratton from its software and Jerk Gustafon, son, I, I'm sure I said that wrong, from machine games discussed the impact and legacy of the original Quake on its 25th anniversary. And people are wondering, like, wait a minute, like, why is machine games a part of this, right? And oh, then. Yeah. And then there was this uh, Let's Talk Quake panel, which had its description redacted. Uh, but thanks to the internet, you know, people, you know, it was archived. So if you look at it now, it just says Let's Talk Quake. And it just has nothing about it, but it has the time. 
But over at Xbox Air, they were able to use the Wayback Machine to get what it said. And this is what it said, Jess. So it says, Let's Talk Quake. 10.30 a.m. Eastern to 11.30 a.m. Eastern. It says, Quake is back. In this special stream, John Linneman from Digital Foundry talks to Jerk uh, Gustafsson of Machine Games about the title's iconic legacy and what it means and what it meant to both of them. The pair will also discuss the additional content Machine Games have contributed to this revitalized edition. Oh, well, there you go then. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, it definitely sounds like a new version of Quake is uh, on its way. And our buddy over at uh, Xbox Era, uh, Special Nick, said that he had heard that uh, Machine Games might be doing the multiplayer and its software was doing the single player and there's a female protagonist and it might be a reboot of some kind, like Doom. Although I have a feeling the way they talk about a revitalized Quake that I think this is going to be more of a remaster. And if there is a true full-on reboot, um, I think that might be a couple years away at this point, right? Yeah, maybe this is like a reintroduction to the franchise for a new generation, and then the full reboot comes later. That makes sense to me. Um, Considering like id Software were talking about how um they were talking about how this you know this the doom slayers story is over it's kind of indicated to me that doom will be taking a little break for a while and also i've heard that rage is utterly dead as an ip and won't be coming back ever um probably <laughs> sadly um kind of like rage but rage 2 is just such a bland kind of game i don't know but you know id software need to be doing something so bringing back Quake for a new generation seems like a logical step to me. So yeah, I'm I'm with you that the maybe the first game is sort of like a remaster, and then they'll do like a full blown reboot later on. That sounds logical to me. Yeah. So the only question then is like, do you think if they do do a Quake remaster, is that going to be an Xbox exclusive, or is that something that could go to other platforms? No, I think like I don't think I mean it's come to PC obviously, well, but I don't yeah, think sure. you see that. On, I don't think you see that on PlayStation. So you think from this point on that most of the games Bethesda makes are exclusive, except for maybe a couple, maybe yes. maybe Indiana except Jones. Indiana. I think Indiana Jones is the last, the last one outside of expansions for Elder Scrolls and uh, Fallout seventy six. Everyone's favorite Fallout game. So um, yeah, personally, that's where i'm at with that i think indiana jones is the last one personally could be wrong but i was wrong about starfield so you know take that for what you will you were wrong about starfield i was right about starfield yeah no yeah well i was wrong about the release date for it unfortunately i wish it was this year but can't always be right every single time so a new quake whether it's a remaster or reboot years years down down the road i'll take that i mean it's software is really good at what they do. I'm just kind of curious to see, like, what could machine games add to it? I mean, if it's just a remaster, it seems like, why don't you just port that out to a different studio? Why get machine games involved? So it almost seems like if machine games is involved somehow, it's got to be it's got to be more in-depth or, I don't know, it just, it seems like kind of beneath them. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Like, if it's just a simple remaster of Quake, like, why do you need to get Machine Games involved? It's got to be something 
a little bit on uh, higher up for them, right? No? Yeah, maybe. I like I I thought it was weird when you said that machine games are rumored to be working on the multiplayer. Wouldn't it make more sense for machine games to work on the single player? I don't know. What what multiplayer games machine games made? Well, I mean, what really you know, with the last Doom, they didn't really they kind of axed multiplayer, right? And 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 it software didn't even make the multiplayer for Doom 2016. Um somebody else did splash damage, I believe. It software's only really made the single players of both those games and somebody else did the, the multiplayer. So although yeah, machine games, when you look at it, they didn't really have multiplayer for any of the Wolfensteins. I don't know. At least that was, I'm saying that was the rumor. I don't, I don't. And who knows if that rumor will be, will be true. Um, so that's QuakeCon, which is happening next week. So hopefully we get a look at that. Uh, Gamescom is also coming up on the 24th. Uh, they've kind of set expectations. Uh, the one and only Paris Lily is hosting it. Shout out to Paris. Uh, seems like he's going to be an Xbox staple for these sort of things. He's doing big things. Congratulations to him. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, Aaron Greenberg's out there basically setting everybody straight, getting their expectations in order. No major reveals, no big surprises, just updates on existing games that are going to be launching this fall, Game Pass, all that stuff. So with that said, what do you think Xbox is going to show at Gamescom, Jez? We're going to see a lot of Forza, I think. You think the cover car reveal? You think that's when they show off what cars gracing the cover of Forza Horizon 5? Because they haven't done yeah, that maybe. yet. We don't know what it is. Yeah, maybe they'll, they'll wheel it out on a big crane or something like that. I don't know. They, they, always have a, they always make a big deal of the cover car. So maybe we see the cover car. Maybe we see some like new innovative features that make the game unique or whatever. Um, maybe they detail some of the, you know, extra stuff that's going into the game show us the graphics again i guess stuff like that um i'm not a big force guy so that's not a huge amount of interest to me like what other games do you think they could be showing uh i mean forza is their big game or one of their big games so we'll definitely hear more from that i think they'll do the cover car reveal because they haven't yet uh I think we'll see some from Psychonauts 2 because it's launching that day, and I would imagine they'll have like a launch trailer. They're going to want people to know that Psychonauts 2 is coming. The big thing for me, like I know we're going to ha- they'll, they'll talk about Game Pass, and they might talk about some of the third party games that are that have come to Game Pass, like maybe Hades or Twelve Minutes and stuff that's coming in the future, things like that. Uh, it's it's all about Halo for me. Like I don't expect. Starfield or anything from 2022. I don't, maybe they run the trailers again in like a montage, but I don't think we find out anything new about anything coming next year. And don't expect like, you know, Fable or Perfect Dark or any of these other games. Um, so the big thing for me is, is Halo. Um, <laughs> like when's it coming? Uh, that's that's the that's kind of the big talk, isn't it? The release date of Halo Infinite. Uh, we're you know uh, August twenty fourth is Gamescom. That's a week later. It's September, and the rumors are that Halo might be launching in November. That's two months after. So it's like you're gonna have to give people a release date sooner rather than later. And you know when we we go back and listen to Phil when he was on kind of funny or I forget what. Um, interview he gave where he said basically they know the three to four week window and they're kind of just waiting to see how everything shapes out i think it was just code for yeah we want to know when call of duty is launching (laughs) right 
which according yeah, to so. the leaks, which happened, we now know that the Call of Duty game is Vanguard. We've seen the artwork leak, some of the other information. But Tom Henderson basically kind of leaked that the date for Call of Duty is November 5th, which is a week earlier than I thought it was going to be, which when I looked into it, I totally forgot Grand Theft Auto V Extended uh, Enhanced Edition was launching on November 11th, which makes sense that Call of Duty is avoiding the 12th because they don't want to launch after the day after uh, Grand Theft Auto, right? Who would? So they're launching on November 5th. And my whole thing was, if Call of Duty launched on the 12th, I don't think you want to launch Halo a couple days later. Simply because Xbox is going to benefit off of Call of Duty launching on their platform. They take 30% from all the transactions. It just would make sense to give Call of Duty that week to shine. And then you basically launch Halo the week after. But now that Halo's... Now that Call of Duty is supposedly on the 5th. That does open up the 20th anniversary as the release date, Jez. Yeah, it does. So, what do you think now? Granted, it's not confirmed that Call of Duty is the fifth. It's just what the leaker is saying. Do you feel now more confident that Xbox is going to utilize the 20th anniversary of Halo Combat Evolved to launch Halo Infinite? So we might see the game launch on Monday at like 9 p.m. or something? I think it's like it, it's, it fits so nicely that I would hope that it works out that way um, for the fans and stuff like that. It gives them opportunity to celebrate the you know the fact that it's coming back and it's you know hopefully good uh certainly from the the demo we played re- well not a demo uh the what do you call it technical alpha test whatever certainly from that it holds a lot of promise it felt great to play it really did I'm, you know i'm not a halo guy but I, I really enjoyed playing halo even against the bots um so i think like i think yeah i think this year's feels good for halo um, and I think uh, the anniversary is probably ideal. Yeah, I mean, I was always just concerned with Call of Duty, and that's why I said the 23rd. But with it being the 5th, I think, and even though Forza's the week before, I guess you can make the argument different audiences, right? One's racing yeah. game, one's Halo. It kind of looks good for that November 15th, November 16th thing. But the question I have for you is, if we go... Because I've seen a lot of media pundits, a lot of people on YouTube, when talking about Gamescom, and they say, if we go through Gamescom, and Paris Lily doesn't give us the release date, because he's hosting it, if Paris Lily doesn't say the release date of Halo, then that's a failure. And that those people, like the people I've listened to, will say that they'll be, if we don't get the release date of Gamescom, then that's a bad sign that Halo isn't coming 2021 that it mm. needs to be a game do, do you subscribe to that theory or is covid kind of changed the way things are announced and stuff like that i think i still think it's it's it revolves around call of duty i don't think it's anything to do with covid right now um i would hope that the game's basically you know finished and ready to go and it'd be pretty bad if it wasn't considering it was meant to come out last year um but who knows, you know, like I say, COVID, or like you said, rather, COVID sort of changed everything about how this, this whole system functions. So, just got to hope for the best, I guess. What more can you do at this point? 
Yeah. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Face says, thoughts on July MPD. Did Sony have more inventory than the Series X? Uh, yeah, MPD came out today, and Sony uh, had the most revenue, and the uh, Nintendo Switch sold the most units. So, I would imagine PlayStation... Look, it's like I always said. PlayStation is more popular. Not like here in the states a little like not it's more popular worldwide but it's a more popular brand. I expect it to sell better here in the in the states than Xbox does. And there're going to be some months where especially with this whole stock shortage where one of them is going to have more stock than the other and they'll sell through it all and they'll win. So did they have more inventory? Yeah, more than likely. Uh, do, and I, I honestly do think most months PlayStation will win the revenue battle. Uh, they'll probably sell more consoles than Xbox in the long run. So, but I mean, that's been something we've been saying on this podcast and I have videos up here on the channel basically saying that's going to be the case. Um, it's not the end of the world if Xbox doesn't win MPD or whatever, cause Xbox is going beyond console. They're on PC day one. They're going mobile. It's going to be an app on your TV. You don't necessarily need the console to play Xbox games. You know, somebody could easily just get all the Xbox experience they could want on their PC. Or hell, eventually on their LG OLED or whatever by with the Game Pass app. You don't necessarily need to buy the consoles. You so, can even play Xbox games on a MacBook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So but that's the thing that's that's it comes back that loops back around to what we were talking about in the first topic with like what Phil's saying he doesn't doesn't want to just copy what other people are doing and MPD puts a lot of emphasis on the console sales but Xbox has become so much more than just the box like and it's going to become increasingly so like a lot of their engagement comes from other platforms like Minecraft is one of the biggest most sold games on Switch and PlayStation and Microsoft like you know Especially in the case of Nintendo Switch, you have to use the Microsoft account to sign in if you want to access your realms. That's engagement for Xbox Live, as far as Microsoft's concerned. That's their business model. Their business model is more like Tencent, where their key performance indicator is engagement above everything else. That's the kind of business model Microsoft wants to have. Consoles is part of that. Cloud is part of that. Um, other platforms are part of that. And also selling services to devs is another huge part of their business. They don't have the same business as PlayStation. And the people who want them to... People who get mad about like these articles that say like Phil is doesn't want to mimic PlayStation or whatever, that's because it, it makes it harder for them to draw comparisons without just lying, frankly. Like if Microsoft's business model goes beyond the console, which is what it's doing, I'm playing. I've been playing Hades for the past thirty minutes on my phone while podcasting. You know, am I playing on an Xbox right now? Yeah. Like, is it native? No, it's in the cloud. But I'm still playing on an Xbox. But that doesn't mean I've. It's not a unit sold that MPD can measure. The business model for Xbox has completely changed now, and um, people need to get used to it and accept it, and just enjoy the games. You know. Unless you're like an investor or an analyst, like you shouldn't even really care about this stuff. Yeah, Chris says, uh, as a console maker, wouldn't Microsoft know the Call of Duty release date before the public, anyways? I would imagine they would, yeah, but you know they they can't they can't reveal that information, and 
maybe Call of Duty gives them a range. I don't exactly know how that stuff works. Do you, Jez? Um, I mean, I presume they they get a range too. Like, I think that's why Phil gave us a range. Um, I don't think Xbox knows exactly what the date is right now. Or maybe like maybe they have a ballpark estimate or something, but I don't think they know the exact date. Yeah, I really do think Halo hinges on Call of Duty right now. So, give me your prediction. Do we get a Halo Infinite release date at Gamescom? I think if Call of Duty is announced, um, chances are we do get a Call of. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if Gamescom is big enough to announce a launch date of that stuff. Gamescom is like, it's barely. Gamescom's a great, a great in-person event. Like I've been to Gamescom several times. Like the show is amazing. It's better than E3 in person. As a, as an in-person show, it's better than E3, I think. But it's not so relevant when it comes to the conversation, should we say? Like it's it's more like a classic conve- fan convention than like a big press event like E3 is. So, I also wouldn't be surprised if we don't get a launch date at there on that basis. Um, I don't want to commit either way. I don't want people to be like, "Oh well, just said this, blah blah blah." I don't. I think it could go either way. I personally, I would lean towards maybe even no that we don't get the launch date at Gamescom. I think like we get the launch date at some other event, or I think I think even Halo- they just announced it in a blog post. I think Halo's big enough where they could just do their own thing in September and announce it then. They don't necessarily have to yeah, announce I don't it think at they Gamescom. Need, yeah, I don't think Gamescom's the right place for that kind of thing. Um, they've never, as far as I'm aware, they've never announced a big a big name launch date at Gamescom. Gamescom isn't your typical show to do that kind of thing. I, I don't know. But yeah. they do have their own stream for it, so maybe they do. So, I don't know. It could go either way, I guess. Yeah. Um, the other Xbox event that just happened this week was the indie uh, twi- Xbox Twitch Indie Showcase. I need Xbox thing. Um, are you a fan of how they're partnering up with Twitch for these indie showcases? Or are you like me? And this is said, but nothing with love because I love the indies on Xbox. It's all I've kind of been playing recently. Loved that store. Loved, well, I didn't love the Ascent, but I enjoyed my time with the Ascent. I thought it it just needed some patches. I'm playing Hades right now. Next week, I'm really looking forward to 12 minutes, right? I love the indie games that Xbox brings through it. I am not a fan of the presentation they do with Twitch. I'm sorry. I'll just say it. Be truthful. I've spoken to people at Xbox about this. Look, I don't got time to sit there and watch a thing for three hours, especially when it's like Twitch presenters with their fake hype and all this stuff. Like, you used to, if you go back and look, ID at Xbox had these really cool, like, 20 minute things back in 2019 where they would show some gameplay of a, of a, of a game indie game that's coming and the developer would talk over it. That is the, what I think they should do. Or just like the Nintendo direct indie indie direct that they recently did. I just don't really enjoy this three hour, two to three hour, uh, Twitch thing they put on. It makes me not interested in the event. I just wait for the the greatest hits afterwards. I read the Rindle Central article, which basically is like, here's everything that they showed, and here's the link to the trailers. Like, I don't... Am I am I wrong for saying this, Jez? 
No, you're right on the money. Like I, I tried watching watching it, but it was just like too cringe, too cringe for me. How many people watching it? Because you can see how many people. I don't know. It. I don't know. I don't even know. Like after the first one went on for four hours or whatever it was, I was just like, this isn't you know. the way. And I love ID at Xbox. I love indie games, and they they have some really cool titles coming, like the Artful Escape coming in September. Uh, and some other ones that I, I just can't like name off the top of my head. Uh, it's just, I feel like the presentation is lacking and it's, and I don't know why they, they partner up with Twitch to let Twitch run it. It, it feels like they're letting Twitch sucks, man. Like, like it just sucks. Twitch as a company sucks. Like, I don't know why they would ever partner with Twitch. Every single Twitch led event they've ever done has been terrible. Like every single one. Like, Twitch has never done a good show, like, as a company. Like, Twitch has loads of great streamers and stuff, but Twitch itself has never done a good show. All of their events have been terrible. I have no idea whose idea it was to do this thing with Twitch. It's a bad idea. Stop it. I think it's, it's, <laughs> it's got to be a visibility thing because their, their videos from 2019 mm. before they started partnering up with Twitch were much better. And it's got to be, it's like, we need more eyeballs on this. Let's partner with Twitch and get some streamers to host it and do this sort of thing. I, that's the only thing I can think of because I, I don't know why they're, I, the, the presentation, like it hurts. Every, it hurts the whole thing. When, when you're sit when I'm sitting there, like, I don't want to watch this event because one, it's going to be way too long. And it's, it seems like it's more about the, the Twitch people and the streamers than it really is about the games or developers. It's like. I don't know, man. I, I really wish they'd go back to what they're used to doing. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I really feel like this is not working out for them, but maybe it is internally. Maybe they see it's like we're getting this amount of views and everything's gravy. It's just, if that's how they continue to go with it, then I'm just going to constantly wait for the greatest hits article afterwards where it's like, these are the games. These are the ones coming to game pass through the trailers. Like I don't need to watch all the BS in the middle waiting, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of people in chat feel the exact same way. So Yeah. Well we've been we've been rounding up the trailers on Windows Central so you can just skip the whole thing and just go straight to the trailers anyway. So Yeah. Um <sighs> Flame says just to send the blue box thing is indeed a scam. Alright, we need to talk about this, Jess. Have you been following the whole abandoned blue box studios? fiasco <laughs> saga that's been going on have, have you, yeah it's so it's so weird like i saw um a bunch of my colleagues have been talking about it and like on some of our other sites people have been writing about it like as if it was like a legit game because they have like a ton of hype behind them like the whole rumors that it was a kojima game and then there was rumors it was silent hill and konami and and all of this sort of stuff and it just it started getting silly. It started getting really silly because they people started digging into this stuff and started realizing that hmm there's something weird going on here. Like and then they they had to come out and say we're not affiliated with Konami, we're not affiliated with Kojima, and all this sort of stuff. And my God, um, and then the latest development is I saw a thread on Reddit where someone had like dug into the company and found that. They just make these like little projects and then don't finish them and don't release them and stuff over and over again. And then like, you know, and today 
we saw that um, they deleted all the tweets talking about the demo being uh, broken or whatever. Did you see this? Well, okay, so yeah, they just re- they just finally updated the app, and so yeah, so the whole thing was on the tenth, I believe. It was there's this real time app that they have on the PlayStation, and everybody like logged in to see what this game was going to be, but they had all these issues and they needed like a new patch or something like this. And this was months after months of speculation about the game they were building. Uh, a lot of people thought it was Kojima was involved, right? Even though Jeff Grubb has been out there saying that's not the case because Kojima's next game is with Xbox, blah, 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 blah. So it's still these people on the internet and at resetter and all these different places are like, it's Kojima. It's silent Hill. And they even tweeted our game begins with S and ends with L and I will give it to the guy. He He's really good at creating hype or at least interest in whatever they're making. And judging from their history, whatever they're making is probably going to be a big pile of garbage, right? <laughs> um, but they got people thinking Kojima's involved somehow, Konami's involved. It actually might be Silent Hill. Oh, no, wait. It actually might be Metal Gear because they released a, a, a picture that said abandoned with what looked like solid as snake behind it with the eye patch. So everybody's getting excited. And then the cherry on the top is that it's PlayStation exclusive. So you have all the PlayStation fans being like, this is amazing. It's going to be a Kojima game. It's Silent Hill. It's Metal Gear. It's exclusive, right? All this stuff. There's some YouTubers uh, that have basically, their last two months of the whole channel have been talking about Blue Box this entire time, right? And it's just like this whole time I've been sitting here and I'm like, you honestly believe this is Kojima? This, like, I expect more from Kojima. That initial trailer for that game was horrible. Like, I was like, Kojima would never do something like this. And everything culminated in this week with the 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 app being broken, not working. Them released like a, a trailer online on Twitter of some guy walking along the floor, right, for a couple seconds. And every single day, it's like, oh, we're going to do it. And then they delayed it. But finally, Jez, finally, as the podcast has been live, right? Guess what? The real-time app works. You can actually log in and see what it is. And guess what it is? It's the video they posted on Twitter of the guy walking across the floor for five seconds. So all (laughs) this, all this for that. I'm telling you, look, I don't know. I don't know. Oh my god! I don't know what abandoned is. Right? Hang on, hang on a sec. They they couldn't get the app working because they couldn't make a video playing it. I don't know. Like they had all, like you said, they had all those tweets talking about the technical issues they had with it. Right? That they deleted. Well, the app is live. Go on Twitter. It's all people are talking about right now. Like everybody's clowning them, and it's just like. Dude, I could look. I don't know what abandoned is, right? I haven't asked anybody, but just from me looking at it, there's no way. And uh, there's no way Kojima's involved in this. There's no way Konami's involved with this. This is just a dude who's kind of just been a grifter the entire time. Who releases project half baked and horrible, and he's just basically hyping everybody up to get interest in it. I'm telling you, like when it's fully revealed what this game is. You're gonna be. Everyone's just gonna be incredibly disappointed. I mean, are you on Twitter looking at all this stuff, Jez? No, I'm playing Hades. You're playing Hades. <laughs> all right. I'm just saying it, it's it's just funny uh, that uh, yeah, this is this is going on. 
right? So I'm gonna, I'll check it out later. Man, Aphrodite is really hot in this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I, I just, I just sort of, it's just funny to me, like because I, I think I've said before, like when, when a game is announced as PlayStation exclusive or whatever, I just sort of, I just sort of put it out of my mind because it's like. I don't have time to think about it because it's not part of my job or whatever. But it, it has been funny watching this this whole sort of thing unfold because it's just so obvious that it's nothing. It's a big nothing burger, as you would say, Rand. I need I need a British version of a nothing burger. I, I, man, it's a nothing shepherd's pie. It's a nothing shepherd's pie. It's just there's just nothing there. So, whatever, man. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, shout whatever, out to Ape. Guys. Uh, he says they need to let Double Fine do the indie showcases like they had the dev show. They just need to do something that's not Twitch, a hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, this yeah, this this yeah, whole this... do what they did before, like you said, like those sort of twenty minute shows. Like they they do really good stuff for Minecraft, and they they did some like good stuff for Minecraft Dungeons too, like these dev diaries. I don't know why they can't do that. Is it because it's too much? hard work or something <laughs> is it is it just easy to let twitch streamers do it or something maybe you don't have to pay them i don't know something's up with that thing it's but it's eh, it's just a big part of me and i think it's i think it's a shame for the indie devs because like you say there are good games coming out of that show but we'll round them up so you don't have to watch it uh shout out to zachary body and samuel on windows central who've been doing that for us um but yeah yeah a lot of the reaction right now on twitter is everybody just kind of finally coming to the realization that this whole blue box thing is going to end up just being a giant scam or at least a, a yeah. game that's going to come out that has nothing to do with Kojima, just like they said it did a game that has nothing to do with Konami, just like they said it did, but everybody wanted to believe. I just want to believe that it's metal gear and Kojima's working on it. It's just, I mean, it's like, why you, why do you need a real time app to just deliver a, a a a trailer or a demo or whatever? It's like, is it on PlayStation this app? Yeah, this like it. Yeah, it's it's on the PS Five. Uh huh. I have no idea why Sony's allowing them to do this. That's, well, that, well, that's the, all, o- the only. That's the also only, the only. Sorry, go on. Well, I was gonna say that's fe- also feeling the conspiracy is that why would Sony allow this no name indie team group? to do something like this that they haven't allowed for anybody else. And that's also led a lot of people to theorize that it's got to be something big. It's got to be it's got to be more meaningful. It's got to be something it's got to be for Kojima, you know what I mean? Well, that that's the that's the only only shred, the only morsel that I would connect to the possibility that it could be something more. But then again, Sony also really pushed No Man's Sky really hard. And um, we all know how that went. So maybe it's just like... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just Sony's just like think it's, thinks it's funny. Maybe Sony's just like, yeah, let's let's just let them do it for the lols. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Brian says, Jez, instead of a nothing burger, you could go French with it and call it a nothing royale with cheese. Hoping you get the nothing reference. Nothing royale with cheese. Pulp Fiction, baby. Yeah. Great movie. I, I thought he. I, I don't know why, but when he said you could go French with it, I thought he was going to say a nothing croissant. <laughs> croissant. A croissant. A nothing you, you croissant. Croissant. Yeah. Croissant. Um, so yeah, you ever had a croissant. Yeah. I just. I want this whole abandon thing to be over because <laughs> people. You want to abandon? Abandon? Yeah. Oh, that's what it feels like. Abandon. You know. 
he'd been he'd been abandoned. I saw some of those memes from Monday. Like people legit were streaming this thing for like hours. Like yeah, you know what I mean. Oh my god. Uh, Face wants to know if Hades is an easier roguelike to get into than Returnal. Um, I think it is. I mean, for one, you can save at any point and and leave and come back. You don't have to uh, keep your system on like Returnal. Um, the runs in, in Hades are much shorter. Like I said, I beat the game in like 40 minutes. You can do a room in like 15 minutes. It's, it's a really quick, it's not a big time sink like Returnal can be. Plus Hades is much like Returnal's a really good game. Like I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but it's a bad rogue. It's a bad roguelike. Like Hades is, gives you all these different things you can do. Uh, the different boons you get, the different builds with the different, uh, weapons and stuff like that. Like Returnal, and you go read some of the reviews. Returnal's just not. It's not a normal roguelike in comparison. So yeah, I think mm. it's also. I think it's easier. I mean, personally, I think it's easier. But um, the other bit of PlayStation news, we're not really play. Well, kind of PlayStation is uh, Sony officially bought Crunchyroll for a billion dollars. Jez, I know you're a lover of anime, and now Sony basically has anime. monopoly on anime. And yes, there's rumors that they're going to roll in a Crunchyroll subscription, perhaps, into a more expensive version of PlayStation Plus. Um, mm. Could this be their sort of Game Pass competitor? Because we've talked about this before, where they might sort of use their um, use their other businesses and try to make a bigger version of PlayStation Plus, you'd have the games from the PlayStation wrapped up with anime, wrapped up with like Sony movies and like a big subscription play. What do you think about all that? I think it's a really smart play. Um I think it's probably the smartest bunch of acquisitions Sony's done is by Crunchyroll. I know you don't like anime, Rand. But um anime is a pretty big deal, man. I don't know if you know, but the the single manga uh Demon Slayer this, this single manga outsold the entire Western comic book industry by itself in North America. So, like, all your Marvels and all your American comics um, were outsold by a single manga. How do you feel about that? Uh, um, I don't care at all. Like, my eyes, my <laughs> eyes glaze over. Like, I'll be in parties with my, with my buddies, like Gopher and Magic and Sam, and, and they'll talk about animes they're watching, and my eyes literally glaze over. <laughs> well, anyway... Um, forgetting, forgetting the fact that you don't like it, it, you know, it's obviously a pretty big deal and it's, it's only getting bigger. Like more and more games are are leaning into anime specifically to, you know, create appeal, especially like anime is getting really big with the younger generation too. Remember when I was a kid and I liked anime, it was, it was seen as really weird, but now it's seen as weird, but it's a bit more mainstream at least. It's still weird, but a bit more mainstream. So, um... I think it's really smart by Sony. And also, like, it gives them a different value proposition over Game Pass, which is sort of, like, just games. And also, Sony said that they don't, like... They've indicated that they don't see the value in putting their games day and date in there because the business model revolves around the $70 retail sale. But this could be a really good way of sort of adding value to PlayStation Plus without negatively impacting that business model of the $70 retail game. So I think it's really smart. Um especially if they do roll Crunchyroll in. If they um, take Crunchyroll off Xbox, uh, that's going to be some people, I think. 
or make it exclusive to PlayStation. I don't know why they do that because, you know, subscription services need to be everywhere. Even Apple Music is on Android and Windows, you know. But um, so for people who are worried that they might, you know, remove Crunchyroll and stuff from Xbox, I don't think Sony would do that because it's all about engagement at the end of the day. I do hope that they fold Funimation and Crunchyroll into one app because Funimation's app is garbage compared to Crunchyroll. But, oh, well. That's a completely different discussion here and there. It is. But um, it is interesting that they were basically allowed to have this monopoly, but maybe, you know, regulators just don't really care. Yeah, maybe anime. regulators anime. What's that? Yeah, Who cares? exactly. I no. suppose Disney, Disney basically has a monopoly on literally everything else. So, you know, no big deal. But it does, it does sort of ironically, you know, Microsoft was criticized heavily for trying to go move into entertainment by building a TV studio and exploring that aspect of, you know, entertainment. They're criticized to hell for it by commentators and stuff like that. Media, blah, blah, blah. Sony does it. No one cares. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's just funny the way that whole thing works out. But, you know, I think it's smart play and um, it does kind of expose Microsoft a little bit. I often think like, we talked before about how, you know, movies and TV has no mobile app because Microsoft doesn't want to pay for the licenses. You know, I think that's I think that is an oversight, personally. But maybe it isn't. Maybe it's better that they focus entirely on, on games and let other companies feed in their entertainment platforms into Xbox. I don't know. But Alvin says Crunchyroll's literally offering three months of Game Pass with a sub right now. They're not, yeah, it they're is. They're not taking it Game off Pass Xbox, to... so that's what he says. Yeah, yeah. Game Pass for PC, you can get Game Pass for PC new users three months through Crunchyroll right now. But that deal was probably in place before Sony was involved. Um, but yeah, they're not going to take it off Xbox. I don't think. No, I don't if think they did, so. that'd be so strange. Yeah. I, so, what do you think about a, a, a premium PlayStation Plus now? What else could they? So you, you think you, you think they, they? It's like okay, so you have. Your PlayStation games, which they already do. You have your online multiplayer. So they got the PlayStation Collection, online multiplayer. Here's your subscription services for Crunchyroll. Maybe add them some Sony movies. Like, how does Microsoft... Does Microsoft even need to counter that? Is Because that's more I mean, of a broad media effort. Like, right, you got movies, you got games, you got anime. Microsoft really is only offering just games. Would then some people... Like, because there are some people like, well, hey, why don't you just purchase warner brothers and then you have <laughs> you have this media empire and then you know what do you know what I mean like you you could offer movies within game pass because how else you know you know what i'm saying I, i've seen some people mention that and i was kind of wondering what you thought about it man i don't know i just don't think microsoft has the appetite for it you know a lot of a lot of the dna of xbox it's because xbox exists because the people who worked on Windows, the software developers at the end of the day, like Phil and all those guys, they're all developers. They're all game devs and stuff. Like, no, There's no one at Microsoft who like has a background in movies and stuff like that. No one wants to be involved in that sort of business. I mean, Microsoft did hire a bunch of Netflix executives um, specifically to you know navigate the subscription model for Game Pass. But I don't think like 
I just can't see it. I just can't see Mark. I could see Microsoft outsourcing their IP to other companies to build TV shows on, like they're doing with Halo. I could see, like, I honestly, I honestly think we'll see a Psychonauts TV show at some point. I really do believe that. Um, you know, we've seen Cuphead get a TV show. Monster Hunter has a TV show on Netflix now. It reminded me I need to go and watch that. Um, and I was watching the uh, I was watching the Castlevania Netflix show. It's really, actually, really good. Yeah, I, seen that? I finished watching the uh, Castlevania show. It's it's quite it's quite good. Yeah, I agree with That's you. That's an anime. Yeah, it's not like not it's really. An anime. That's, I mean, that is, it's, dude, that it's, is legitimate anime. You are you're a closet weeb. No, I'm not. You're a closet. Weeb. I watch it because I, I watch like it because I watch it because girl. I like Castlevania. That's the only reason. Sure, man. Sure. Well, anyway, uh, I don't know. I I don't think Microsoft. I just I would just like to see Microsoft care a little bit more about its existing, you know, movie stuff. You know, I want them on my phone. Bring movies and TV to the phone. That's all they need to do, really. Yeah. And then they can just you know partner up with Netflix and stuff like that. Um, I don't think they need to, you know, go all in with you know adding extra stuff onto Game Pass. You know, I, I'm, I, you know, I've used Game Pass today for XCloud probably more than I have ever. I think just because Hades works so damn well on it. Um, this is awesome. Like Hades is so perfect for Game Pass Cloud. It really is. Um, we got Re- Rebellio saying, "Hey Jez, have you watched the Kardashians, the show about hobbits? But have you watched Too Hot to Handle?" Uh, I haven't. I've actually. I've been taking a break from the Kardashians. I got fed up with it. Like the the latest season, the Kardashians are so negative. Like they're so like depressed. It's just like I can't. I can't watch this anymore. It's bringing me down. I hate the fact um, that you actually are like know this. <laughs> well, anyway, um, so I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching other things at the moment. I've been watching the comedy show New Girl. Have you heard of that? Yes, yes, I I have heard of New Girl. It's very funny. I do like it. I usually don't like American comedy, but this is actually very good. I think I think um, everybody liked liked it better when they didn't know that you loved keeping up with the Kardashians, and that you didn't want to you didn't want to pl- replace the uh, cream and the Oreos with mayonnaise. <laughs> oh man, I'm I am definitely going to try that. I just just it just might work, man. It might work. Let yeah. let me have this one, man. But um, I don't know. Uh, Kawhi Squad says no condiments on your sandwich. Kawhi. Gonna call you Bland Al Thor. Yeah, man, I don't like a lot of stuff <laughs> on my sandwich. Sue me. Sorry. Where do you uh, put on a sandwich? It depends. Like if I get a burger, ketchup, cheese, onions, maybe. I don't really care for tomatoes or pickles or mayonnaise or lettuce. So you know, turkey sandwich might just get cheese on a turkey sandwich. That's really it, man. That is, that is bland, man. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. cheap. No mayo on a turkey sandwich? No, no, no mayo on anything. Dude, have you... Oh my god, what is wrong with you? Do you just not like mayo? I hate the taste of mayo, it's disgusting. Wow. I mean, we know this, we've talked about it, so it's not a surprise. I thought you just didn't like it with fries. No, I hate it, period. It's it's one of the most disgusting foods I've ever eaten. I don't understand how people can like it. Wow. Anyways, John G says you buy the company, you buy the people. So buy Netflix. And uh, he also <laughs> says try the Big Bang Theory. 
He loves it. So you go, Jazz. I did try the Bang Bang Theory. I, I, oh man, I just, it's a bit cringy. <laughs> be back there. Uh, I did yeah. watch it a bit. Sheldon's okay. Uh, some of the jokes are so bad. So Face also says, Ryan, did you see that Nintendo turned down Game Pass? Well, we don't know who turned down who, uh, but I assume, yeah, Nintendo probably doesn't want Game Pass. Did you, did you see this, Jazz? The about the game pass stuff? yeah phil phil basically said something along the lines of game game pass they've talked to other platforms and they've said game pass doesn't make sense for them um yeah. but they still want to do it um i mean that that makes total sense we talked about it before about how you know some it'd have to be like a special version of game pass that only had like xbox exclusives on it like i, I said that before about game pass light sort of version which doesn't have like all the third party stuff on it because net nintendo want to sell hades themselves they don't want you to be able to stream hades they want to sell it they want to sell you their hades so um it just it just kind of makes sense in that context that nintendo wouldn't want it and obviously playstation wouldn't want it but i'd never say never right um i'm sure there's a deal that exists that would get game pass on nintendo switch somehow some way some someday but not anytime soon. Anyway. Yeah, he mentioned in the interview that basically they would want the full Xbox experience on there. And I think that's sort of what... That's also a factor. Because I don't think PlayStation or Nintendo would, would want that. Minecraft's like a different example or whatever. But yeah, I mean, we've always thought like Nintendo made the most sense for Game Pass at some point. And, but what we've all also said, like, what's really in it for Nintendo, right? Outside yeah. of just money, like you're, you're essentially just helping Microsoft grow their subscription service. And as we know, they're in, in the market for buying more studios. So if you're helping them grow game pass and reach their subscriber uh, accounts, as we've said before, we feel that when they reach a certain number, they're going to make online free. And as Game Pass grows, you need more studios. So if you're Nintendo and you're helping Microsoft get subscribers, you're only helping Microsoft uh, make online free. And then eventually Microsoft purchases studios that won't be putting games on your platform anymore. So, I, mm. so it really doesn't make sense for Nintendo. And quite frankly, you can make the argument Nintendo doesn't need it. They're doing great as is. They sell the most consoles. They're making a lot of a lot of profit, you know, because their margins are super high, right, Jez? Yeah, and also um, it was announced uh, this week that Nintendo have the top thirty spots of games sold at retail in Japan. Nintendo have just they've just crushed Xbox and PlayStation in Japan. They've completely took over the whole market, which is uh, insane. So um, I think that speaks more to like the decline of PlayStation in Japan more than the the decline of Xbox. Xbox is actually doing a lot oh, better yeah, in Japan course. than last gen. They're they're doing significantly yeah, they better. It's just that PlayStation Five is doing significantly worse. Yes, and Nintendo I mean, Switch uh, is just dominating. Yeah, like for PlayStation for Xbox to do better in Japan isn't saying much. <laughs> yeah. But like the Nintendo, the it's the Xbox Series S is like proven itself to be like i think they were um, saying it like it's possible the xbox outsells the xbox one's total in japan in just one year that's hilarious 
but you know that goes goes to show the Xbox One wasn't very like look. So basically, what Sony did was they just they traded Japanese sales for global sales. Yeah, they they kind of the PS Five is huge, and we know like space in Japanese homes are a premium, right? So it's a monstrosity, I was, um, and it I just was told a bunch of interesting things about the the situation with PlayStation in Japan. Like Sony moved their headquarters to America. And also, like, I was told that game development in Japan is still seen as, like, an art form, almost, where it's, like, less about, you know, engagement and stuff like that. Like, they are coming around to that whole way of thinking, the Western way of thinking that it's a business, inevitably, thanks to capitalism and stuff. But, like, the way Sony's culture has shifted and the way that, like, I was told that Nintendo... um, Japanese devs have to pitch their games to the American headquarters now. And America has a very different culture, a different way of doing things. And in doing so, they've alienated a lot of their their classic connections with Japanese devs. So Japanese devs have gravitated towards Nintendo, who is still generally based in Japan, and have a better better relationship with Nintendo than they have with Sony this gen. Um, Just what I've heard and what I've been told... Um, obviously, I haven't spoken to any anyone directly at Sony to get a counterpoint, but you know that's just what I've heard. Um, but it's all complicated, right? It's uh, business is strange, beast. Yeah. Um, Brian Hopkins says, "Jez, an Oreo with mayo is clogged arteries in the making. Don't punish yourself." <laughs> it's also probably would taste disgusting. So. Uh, what else we got here? Um, Hellblade got an update for the Xbox Series X, Jez. Did this surprise you? Four years after the game released. Uh, this is something I didn't think would happen. Are you, uh, planning on replaying it? Are you, I mean, I, yeah, I know you, you, you do have some criticisms of Hellblade. You have mentioned before how you hope Hellblade 2 isn't basically Hellblade 1. Right. Yeah, I I don't like walking simulators. Basically, is is the whole thing. Like Hellblade's a really cool experience. Like the mood, the atmosphere, like it's just a cool experience. But I don't really see it as a game. You know, I don't know if that's me being ignorant as hell, but I just don't. I don't feel like I'm playing a game when I play play Hellblade. I feel like I'm watching a movie, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not what I want out of a game. You know. So I will probably check out the graphics and stuff. I don't know if I'll go through the whole game again. Or maybe I should just to recap ahead of Hellblade 2. But I do hope Hellblade 2 is like more of a game game and not an experience game. But that's just me. That's just my personal feeling. Opinion. Did you try it out? I downloaded it um, because the big thing... So they, so they added ray tracing and the Series X and Series S versions at 30 frames. There's a performance mode now... It goes all the way up to 120 on both. And the the middle option is a 4K 60 option. Uh, I think I played it in at 60 frames on the 1X. Because I played the game twice. I played it originally when it came out on the PlayStation. And then I played it when it came out on Xbox a year later. Now, do you feel... like I, I'm going to ask you this question. Do you feel that this patch should also come to the Switch and PlayStation? Or should Microsoft keep this only for the Xbox consoles and PC ecosystem? I, 
it's like whenever these questions come up, I say, what would Sony do? You know, Sony wouldn't put it on other platforms, so neither should Microsoft, you know? Yeah, well, because people will say, well, Doom Eternal, they bought its software, and Doom Eternal released an update, the next-gen upgrade for the PS5 and Xbox Series X. And I would, you know, my answer to that was, well, because they promised to before the acquisition, right? And so they were going to do that. But just ask yourself this. If Sony ever decides to do a uh, PS5 upgrade for Sunset Overdrive, do you think Sony's going to put that on Xbox? Unless they're somehow contractually obligated to because Microsoft may still have the publishing rights to the first game, right? Where Sony owns the IP, but who knows about the publishing rights. But let's imagine that they don't. Do you think they're going to upgrade Sunset Overdrive for uh, for the Xbox Series X? Of course not. They're going to make it so if you want to play it, you need to play it on the PlayStation. And Ninja Theory... They've been owned by Xbox now for three years. Hellblade 2 is only on the Xbox Series X and S consoles. It doesn't make any sense to put it on to to offer that up uh, update to the other platforms. I'm sorry, uh, that's kind of the way it is. Um, so no, I don't think it should. I don't think it should come to PlayStation either or or the Nintendo Switch. If you want to play that version, then you know where to play it. That's the whole point of this. If you want to play Starfield. You got to play it on Xbox. If you want to play Halo, you got to play an Xbox. Like, you know, the the times of like Xbox sharing or whatever you want to call it are essentially over. Kumbaya. Yeah, <laughs> the Kumbaya stuff. So Sony's not going to upgrade games for the Xbox, and Xbox isn't going to upgrade the stuff uh, for them unless they're contractually obligated to. And I don't think they are contractually, contractually obligated to make sure, you know, Hellblade is. Just like Psychonauts 2. This reminds me of the whole Psychonauts 2 thing again. Like, the PlayStation fans were so pissed that there was a 120 frames version in the Series X and there wasn't a PS5 native version. And it's just like, they didn't promise the PS5 version. You know what I mean? It's just like, you're lucky you're getting the game at all because Microsoft is just living up to what the, you know, what what Double Fine had promised. Uh, In most cases... You know, if it was Sony, Sony probably would have canceled those projects and made the game exclusive. So, um, but the thing I'm interested in, outside of like seeing some of the reflections with ray tracing, is they added Chapter Select. And Chapter like that's a game where if you start over or you beat the game, you can't like go into different chapters for whatever reason. I don't know. I, I kind of don't like it when games do that, but they don't offer you a way to get back into a section that you may want to replay. Uh, because it's cool or whatever, so they did offer that. So I am interested in in, in checking out certain parts of, of the game because I, like I said, I played Hellblade t- uh, twice now to completion on on both the PlayStation and Xbox. So yeah, um, GTA possible remasters, Jazz. How do you feel about this? Kotaku ran an article. Uh, Take Two came out in an investor call and said they have three remasters planned potentially for this year, and according to Kotaku sources, which were then later, you know, also kind of re-verified by Jeff Grubb and VGC, that uh, we will be getting a remaster of Grand Theft Auto Three, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, potentially launching this, you know, holiday alongside Grand Theft Auto Five Enhanced Edition. What do you think? Are you going to take a 
a stroll through San Andreas again, play Grand Theft Auto 3 for the first time in probably years. Rumor is they're Unreal Engine based, which yeah, which is know, interesting, isn't port- it? If they've like that suggests to me like uh, a outsourced, b more than just a remaster. Doesn't if it's switching engine, isn't that like full remake kind of thing? And also, it's like GTA is supposed to feel a certain way. Is it going to feel a certain way on Unreal Engine? It's very confusing if that that bits those bits are true. So I need to learn more about it. However, Rand, I will I will admit something. Um, when I was a kid and I was playing those the, the, those old school GTA games, I never really went through the story. I just spawned a tank and just went on a rampage for hours and hours. I never actually properly played GTA until GTA 4, I think. So uh, in a way, it'll be like experiencing them properly for the first time for me if I do go and play them. So definitely intrigued. But... Um, it's also funny that Take Two just doesn't make new games anymore. I mean, yeah, Take Two. Yeah, I mean, I understand why they would do this. Grand Theft Auto Six isn't coming until when four or five years from now. People have been Correct. clamoring for this. It's probably going to sell a lot, but I, don't, I I'm kind of a mixed opinion on this. Like, I want them to be a remake. I don't want. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, like these are OG Xbox games. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not really interested in replaying Grand Theft Auto Three. Sure, I have fond memories of playing Grand Theft Auto Three when it first came out. Like, it's one of the few games or one of those experiences where your your jaw literally drops to the floor because you can't believe what you're playing because you the stuff you played up to that point was nothing like Grand Theft Auto. Like, the ability to go anywhere in this open world and do anything, like, it had never really been done before. But, like, I don't think the game holds up very well. So, I- I'm very interested in seeing what improvements they make to the games. Uh, but, I don't know, as much as I love Grand Theft Auto 3 and Grand Theft Auto uh, San Andreas, I'm not a fan of Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I didn't care for that. I don't know, I man. I don't. I just didn't. I, I, just, I just didn't like it. Hmm. I just didn't like Vice City. I, I don't know what it is. I know people will talk about how Vice City is their favorite, and I. I don't know. I just didn't feel. I just didn't like the game. I. I my favorite's always kind of been San Andreas. Like I played. I played the ever loving crap out of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, but yeah, I just didn't care very much for Vice City. So in chat, let us know. Which one's your... Yeah, no, we already people saying what. What's your favorite of the older <laughs> Grand Theft Autos? Grand Theft Auto 3, <clears throat> Vice City, um, you know, San Andreas, or are you more of the... Uh, do you like the older Grand Theft Autos when they were top-down, right? Uh, I played the crap uh, Grand Theft Auto 1 and 2, man. Yeah. And uh, GTA London as well. Do you remember that? I do that, remember that's those. That's the thing that exists. I think I played Grand Theft Auto 2, the, top, the, the top-down one, but... Um, didn't really care it so, for it that much. I was like, I was like, I remember being mind blown in Grand Theft Auto Two because you could like, and Grand Theft Auto One actually, because you could skid over a dead body and leave a trail of blood in the in the skid mark. And I was like, oh my god, that is amazing! Like as a little kid, that's what impressed me. Oh man, that is funny. 
A lot, most of the people, most of the responses in chat are that their favorite is Vice City. And I, I, mm. Maybe maybe that's the one I need to replay. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I, I just I just remember not really caring for Vice City when I played it. Uh, <clears throat> my guy Gaming Forte says, I think this remaster re- will refuel Grand Theft Auto Online. It will give people a chance to play the older games, but give a much needed <clears throat> lift with online content. Were they tying it to Grand Theft Auto Online in some way? I mean, that would sort of be smart, but I don't. I, they didn't. Did they mention that in in the articles that I just I just didn't see? But I have no idea. Either way, those remasters are apparently coming. Whether or not they're this year, well, we'll find out. But I can imagine they're gonna sell. They're gonna sell quite a bit. Um, what else we got here? We, we we talked about cloud gaming coming to PC, right? Because you were playing Hades or whatever, or you're playing Hades mm-hmm. on your phone, right? I'm playing Hades on my phone, but I did but you try, did uh, you did try it out on PC because I remember you tweeted about it. Yes, I did. Um, I mean, it was already available on PC via the web, Xbox.com forward slash play, but they've added it to the Xbox app now, which I also wrote an article about this week, uh, talking about how bad it is. Um, but the the cloud implementation in the Xbox app works really well. Um, I mean, there's not much more to say about it, honestly. Yeah. It's, it just it just works. You know, you connect up a controller, and then uh, you know, where you are streaming. I suppose like the the main difference is that you know you don't have to point your your browser at the uh, the web address or whatever, and it's all just there for you. It also lets you stream from console, which works really well as well. Works better than the Xbox Companion app did. Um, which you know is practically useless now, and I think is being deleted soon. So, yeah, I mean it's um, it's good. I'm glad that I'm glad they finally yeah. did it. I just hope they fix the the other parts of the app which suck, like you know the <laughs> fact that games don't work, games don't install and uninstall properly, and the mods don't work, and you know all the other issues that the app has, like how slow it is and sluggish, and you know I think it's you know there's a ton of there's a ton of things that I don't like about that app but meh yeah um i'm kind of i'm kind of happy they brought back console streaming you can stream your series x or s to your pc i actually use that uh, quite a bit when i would uh, record videos of the xbox dashboard and stuff like that so um yeah uh, Chinook guys says, "Have you both been watching out for this abandoned mess? It is hilarious. We did just talk about that, and we both were laughing at the hilariousness and the incompetence of Blue Box. Like they they've caused a media, you know, frenzy. People have thinking that it's something when it really doesn't seem like it's anything whatsoever. Um, the thing is, it's like if if this was like." I don't know. I kind of like forgive Sean Murray, for example, from the No Man's Sky stuff. Like when you when you're thrust into the limelight and you don't know what to do with it, you want to like talk up your game as much as possible and stuff like that. Like I get it, but the thing is, according to Reddit, this is not the first time Blue Block Blue Box has done something like this. This is not their first ro- rodeo. This is not the first time they've hyped up a game and abandoned it. So it's almost it almost feels like. You know, there's there's just something weird going on with this game. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a scam. It's going to be a crappy indie game, like his other games, and everybody's falling for it because they want to believe that it's a Kojima, Silent Hill thing. Right? That's exactly what that is all about. And I think people are starting to realize that uh, they're they're getting played. 
So yes, it is. It is. Why, why people are betting against Jeff Grubbs? Kojima's working with Xbox thing. One hundred percent. They don't want to believe it. I I talked to Jeff about that. He thinks a lot of this whole thing is because they don't want to believe. Well, I've actually seen people uh, talk in the in forums like the only one reporting on the Kojima Xbox thing is Grub. And, you know, Grub gets stuff wrong all the time. Therefore, Grub is wrong about this, even though Grub has been right about a lot of stuff. So most of in their minds, he's not right because you haven't talked about it or confirmed it or anybody else has confirmed it. So there's a chance he's wrong. And well, look at Abandon. Like this has Kojima written all over it, even though Kojima would never do something this sloppily. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And like Konami wouldn't want to be involved in this either. Like it's just going to be a crappy indie game. Who knows if it ever even comes out, you know? Like I I get like trying to like like the whole like oh, this could be something special, but like it's it's gone on so long now and and they've literally told you I don't know how many times of what like they're not affiliated with anybody, but people still want to believe. They want to they want to hold out on it. Um, so what else we got? Um, last thing here, uh, Jez, you put out a tweet that basically said, Hey, what are your still concerns that you have left for Xbox? And I wanted to ask you if you had a chance to look through it and kind of see what most people are, or like the one thing that most people still seem to be concerned about Xbox, like, um, man, there, there is a common common theme of um there's a common theme of uh main concerns i see xbox game dvr coming up a lot yeah because like, it's not very that, good like, it sucks yeah it you can't cut clips very well you can't save stuff easily like it feels like there's loads of complaints about xbox game dvr i also see the achievement system come up a lot people want new features to the achievement system they want like completions they want stuff being added to that as well, um, but like there, there are a ton of stuff. Like there's also like a lot of questions about localization, Microsoft rewards hitting other markets because right now it's only in a few markets, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like there's there's a huge variety of ranging from like little things to like pretty big things like localization and people feeling like they're included and stuff like that. So um, I'm gonna be writing an article basically next week about here are your biggest concerns for xbox right now uh collating all the biggest feedback from that thread and uh if you you know if you're someone who contributed to that thanks a ton i'll try and get your concerns into that piece and uh read out by the wider wider xbox community like what are your biggest concerns about xbox right now Ryan? personally I mean, the game DVR thing is a concern, but I wouldn't say it's my biggest concern. Um, My biggest concern has always been the same thing it has been since 2017. Um, I want to know, and I'm still, you know, uh, if Xbox under, you know, Xbox Game Studios under Matt Booty can create quality games. That's my only true concern I have with the platform. Like, the hardware is amazing. Game Pass is killer. At the end of the day, the thing that I have spoken about the most is I want quality games, whether they're single player, whether they're multiplayer, whether they're double A or whether they're triple A. 
and you know we we got Forza, we got Halo, we got all these games coming from Bethesda. My concern, it's not even really a concern, is I I just need to, the proof has to be in the pudding, right? Yeah. So it's like you just want to see you just want to see that now. Yeah, that's all that's all I'm concerned about. Like I don't really like you have the smaller concerns like oh, I wish you could stream directly to YouTube or I wish they would add completed games like a trophy for the achievement system, like they would copy PlayStation or some of those smaller things, but those are all like I said, like small. Uh the big thing for me is just the games. And I've said that from the start and you know, my concern is can Matt Booty lead? Uh, can Matt Booty make Double Fine into an incredible studio? You know, better than they ever were. Can Matt Booty help Ninja Theory realize their potential? Right, stuff like that. Can Matt Booty help Obsidian become one of the best RPG makers in in all of the, the industry? That's type of stuff. That's that's mm-hmm. my concern. And once th- those concerns are alleviated, yeah, then it's just the smaller stuff. But you know, the game DVR not working properly isn't like super high priority. It's always been about like the games for me. So yeah, we'll see. I like I I have no doubt that Forza Horizon Five is going to be absolutely amazing. You know, Jerry is still out on Halo's single player campaign. Um, but I love yeah. it's just time at this point with that stuff. Yeah. The other concern, and it does have to go with games, is I, I really, you know, we talked about uh, the Halo release date earlier and how yeah. they may potentially release uh, Forza Horizon 5 and Halo back-to-back weeks. I, I've, There's a part of me, and I know this is only going to be a concern until 2023, but like Microsoft has to realize that there's other, there's 10 other months in the year. They they used to get in this thing where they only released their games in the back half of the year. And now, like, after going a whole year without anything from first party, since, like, Gears Tactics released at the launch, you're going to release, like, two of your biggest games in back-to-back weeks. And then next year, we're looking at, what, Redfall in September-ish time, Starfield in November, m- most likely Forza Motorsport in October. And it's like, once again... Microsoft doesn't have anything from January to, you know, September. It's like that needs to change. But overall, my concern has always been about the quality of games. Like I don't need every game to be single player. I don't need every game to be triple A, but what I do need is every game to be good, great, amazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's what it is for me. Um, I think with that, we're going to end the show, but obviously we're going to take some questions. So if you guys have any questions, make sure you put them in chat and we will do our best to answer them. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you hit the like button and hit that subscribe button. If you're new, you can follow me and Jez on Twitter. And Jez will have this episode up as soon as he's able to on iTunes and podcast apps, wherever you listen to it, like Spotify, Google Play, uh, whatever, wherever you listen. We just appreciate that you check out the show and enjoy it so yeah it's a two hour mark jazz you said you wanted a shorter shorter show today so we obliged i know you're 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 dying over there from all the heat uh space dovakin says stalker 2 in february right now stalker 2 is end of april but i have my doubts that it's actually going to hit that date um especially with being like the first unreal engine 5 game i just I, i don't know i just think like most release dates are just kind of like 
it doesn't it really feels like most things get delayed you know what i mean regardless yes yes uh calyrex says thoughts on the chinese government crackdown on its tech companies and how tencent has lost billions from an article alone calling games opium actually i don't know much about the whole the chinese tencent stuff is this true jez did they did they lose a bunch of money or whatever i think we did touch on it briefly last week um no, I think it was was it the New York Stock Exchange? Some some stock exchange removed Chinese tech companies from from their platform because, um, China the Chinese government like cracked down really hard and regulated a lot of lot of its you know companies um, to try and rein them in. They had like um, I think the they. There's like this whole sort of weird thing going on right now um, with uh, concern that some of these tech billionaires in China are sort of, you know, getting too big. You know, they, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Um, there's like, there's just, a, there just feels like there's a ton of concern um, in the Chinese government about how big some of its, the tech companies are getting. So they've regulated the hell out of them. And as a result, uh, a lot of them have lost billions and billions and billions of dollars, and and uh, so investors in the West have lost billions of dollars as a result. So there's that whole thing going on. Is it going to hurt them in the long term? I don't think so. Is it going to hurt their Western interests? Probably not. Really, these companies are so damn big that it's just sort of like it's almost like a slap on the wrist almost at this point. Um, so. I don't think it's a huge deal. I don't know if you saw around, but Tencent just announced an Age of Empires game um, yesterday. I don't know if you saw this, right? I did not see it, but you know me. I don't really care about Age of Empires. Yeah, so Tencent announced an Age of Empires mobile game, I think. Um, it actually looks pretty good. Um, it's like a mid-core kind of game, like uh, Diablo Immortal, I guess. Um you know, as mobile games go, it looks pretty good anyway. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's—I don't think it's such a big deal that it's going to affect anything in the West, at least. Yeah, um, Arafat wants to know what happened to your owl. Oh, yeah, I don't know what the hell is up with that. I um, I sort of like, I I have like a trail camera I'm going to set up to see if I can sort of. I capture some of these weird animals that I hear in the garden. Um, so look out for that. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Wittia says, who jumps first regarding dates in the Halo COD chicken game, Microsoft or Activision? Who can afford to go first and when do they need to announce? Well, the rumor is that the new Call of Duty is going to be announced on August 19th. So next week. And usually we get the release date with that first announcement. So sounds like Call of Duty is going to go first. And then Microsoft can just pick a date. Now, me and Jez both agree that maybe Gamescom isn't the biggest place or the best place to announce the Halo release date, that they can just do a separate thing on their own in September. But it does sound like Call of Duty will be announcing their uh, their release date first. Uh, George says, um, hey, Jez, can you say more about Scalebound? Do Platinum Games and Microsoft have a good relationship? Uh, Platinum Games hasn't released any games for Xbox. Well, that's not true. Plat- I mean, Nier Automata is on the platform. Released. There's there's some other yeah, I... 
other games I guess on them. You could say that's Square Enix, though. Um, but I don't know. Some of the people that were involved in Scalebound on Xbox are no longer at Xbox. So there might there might be a universe where like relationships can re- be repaired. I don't think again you won't see Scalebound come back. Uh, I don't think um, unless it was significantly different and some kind of miracle occurred. But it's like like no one cared about Scalebound until it was cancelled. Um, but whatever. Uh, but the whole thing's a business at the end of the day. Like Microsoft, where Microsoft could offer them, you know, Microsoft if the right pitch came along, I'm sure Microsoft would want to work with them again. Um, if the right pitch and the right circumstances occurred, um, I will say though that the whole thing with Scalebound wasn't it wasn't on platinum. It really wasn't. Um, so all those rumors about platinum, like taking the money and running with it, there were problems on both sides, and um, it was just it was just doomed from the beginning because of decisions certain people had made. So it's not like it's not like it was all just platinum. So don't think that it was just an unfortunate series of events, basically. Yeah. Um, gaming forte says, "I know you don't like to replay games, but what game?" Would you replay every year if you had to, Jez? Uh, man, that's tough. That's a tough question. I mean, presuming we can't count MMOs in this. Because yeah, because you're thinking, World of Warcraft, them. Final Fantasy fourteen. Nah, World of Warcraft dead to me. It'd be all about Final Fantasy fourteen, baby. But, um... Hmm. The game I've played the most repeatedly without getting bored is Dragon Age Origins. I just, I just love Dragon Age Origins, and honestly, I haven't even played a lot of the different ways you can play it. I've never played an archer class in Dragon Age Origins, so I don't know. I feel like there's, there's still more ways I could play Dragon Age Origins. <sighs> Sorry, I'm getting sleepy now. Um, I really hope Dragon Age Four just lives up to what I expect of that game, that franchise. I probably won't because it's EA, but. A man can dream, right? Yeah. So what would you pick? I mean, the game I replayed most in my life is probably Final Fantasy VII. I replayed that a whole bunch of times. but I think I, that's my number two after Dragon Age. This is a tough question for me because, like, he knows I don't replay games. So, it's a real... Like, I don't know, man. Um, Bioshock. Bioshock Infinite, maybe... One of the dead spaces. I, I'm not really sure what game I would replay every year, um, but it's. I'd have to think more about that. But good question, Forte. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Arafat says Jez should watch the U.S. Office. Hmm. Oh no, that's sacrilege. Yeah. Okay. The Office uh, is a UK show. Thank you very much. Let's see what else we got here. <laughs> Oh my uh, god, my my phone battery's died. Ooh. Yeah, I think I think that's it. So yeah, thanks for tuning in to the uh podcast guys. A little bit shorter this week. Uh hopefully we will be back on Friday next week with a lot more to talk about. Maybe a new Quake game as uh QuakeCon is uh next week. So who knows what sort of new information and new things Xbox drops. So make sure you hit the like button on your way out. Subscribe for, you know, everything. 
And uh, yeah, uh, keep it gaming and enjoy Hades. And with that, we're out of here.